now we'll make a little reflection on the gospel of today from the gospel of Mark chapter 1 from 14 to 20. You see, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of God. You know, we have the gospel of the kingdom of God and we have the gospel of God. And he started by saying, the time is what? Fulfilled. God is a God of time. Things are calibrated within the ambience of time. If God gives a particular time for something to happen, it means himself is committed to that time. And when that time elapses, sorry, you have missed a huge opportunity. So it's because the time is fulfilled that why Jesus came preaching the gospel. If the time was not fulfilled, he'd be walking alone. But because this time is a consecrated time, that's why Jesus came preaching the gospel of God. So whatever he was doing within the ambience of this time had the backing of God. The Bible says, do not forget the days of your divine visitation. God visits us at a certain time, a splitted time. And when he comes, what is required is our cooperation. We must key in to that time. Because if that time elapses, sorry. We are now in the time they call the time of grace. Where God is giving everybody opportunity to key in and revert things that could be inimical to our lives. That's what Jesus came, came and started preaching. He said, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. Repent means turn back. Turn back. Change your thinking. Change the way you are thinking, the way you are acting, the way you are, you are operating. There's a new type of thinking we have now. There's a new way now. Not the way you've been holding on to. And then believe in the gospel. Thank God at a point we heard the gospel and became victims of the gospel. What we believed overwhelmed us and were captured into the family of God. But as we continue the gospel, the gospel has a lot to do in us because the full transformation must be established and it is within a time range. And that time range is the time you are spending now. And God's purpose is that before your time elapses, the fullness of the gospel must be established in your life. And so, to the degree to which you respond to this grace that is available, and the time allotted to you is left for you. To the degree to which you respond with determine the degree to which the gospel will be able to be fully formed in you. And what God is looking up to in the life of everybody who is a Christian, baptized, communicant is, to what degree have the gospel be formed in your heart? Paul said, I labor until you come to the fullness of the stature of Christ. We must grow to the fullness of the stature of Christ. That is the Christian journey. Are you, are you very much aware that stature is not, a, is not, an, is not, is not something that crosses the minds of Majority of Christians. 
Most Christians don't talk about stature or maturity in the Christian faith. It's all about regulation. I go to church and I come back. I receive communion. But are you growing? Is the gospel being crystallized and formed in your soul? Are you becoming like Christ every day? To what degree are you yielding yourself? Are you aware that the energy you have right now, are you aware that the passions you have now, your drives, your instincts that you have now, were supposed to be used to pursue God? Are you aware? Check well. Your passions for other things of life and your passions of God, passions, passions for God, which one is higher? The passion that drives you now actually is not having the ascendancy in your life. That passion was meant to drive you to grow into stature. And the more you grow into stature, the more God is close to you. The more God interacts with you, the more you are fulfilling the will of God. So when Jesus was praying, let thy kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is done where? In heaven. So there's something happening in heaven that God wants it to happen on earth. And that is that all his children will grow to stature and become like him in Christ Jesus. So that's why Jesus came preaching the gospel. And because he wants men who are fishermen, who are engineers, who are architects, who are lawyers, who are barristers, who are bankers, who are businessmen and women, yes, that is life on this side of the divide, right? But it's another life that God is asking us to live. That's why he saw fishermen. He called and said, come and follow me. That one you're doing is good, but this one is more important. He came and called James and John, sons of Zebedee. And when they both men in their net with their father, he called the two of them. They left their father. They left their father. They didn't go back to that fishing business again. That was supposed to be their family inheritance. So that you understand what we're talking about here. It was supposed to be a family business. It's a big boat. It's a big fishing industry. They were making money. And Jesus called them. And they looked at themselves and looked at their daddy. And they followed Jesus. Never came back again. Never came back again. Why wouldn't they grow in stature when they make free sacrifices? In your Christian journey today, what is your passion? Are you still in the fishing industry? What is eating you up every day? What is driving you every day? As the day, a new day has done now, after Mass, what's the next energy driving you? What are you pursuing? These are where you will check yourself and know whether you are actually on the path that God has called us. Because this whole idea of, ah, I'm in the church, I belong to Suso Church or the other church, has become what we, you know, project as Christianity. And that is fallacy. Your day-to-day drives shows you where you're heading to. These men had to mortgage what their passions were for in the past. They had passion for catching fish. He said, you shall not be catching fish again. That same passion you have for catching fish, that urge you have to catch fish, the sacrifice you make to catch fish, no, no need for you. Fish is too small. You'll be catching men. That is what the gospel of God does to you. 
to bring you back to alignment where every day you live being driven towards God. The new life has come. The ordinary time of the year is a time of grace. It's a time for us to now begin to exhaust the Christ we have received at Christmas. As you go about your daily task, let Jesus have the preeminence. In your career, let Jesus have the preeminence. In your business, put Jesus at the center. In your interaction with people, let Jesus have the preeminence. Build yourself up and grow. Grow. Grow before the time elapses. Before the time elapses. Because that's your God-given uh, destiny. We pray at this Mass that as we come again to fellowship with Jesus, both in the Eucharist, we will gain this wisdom that comes from heaven alone. The wisdom that makes us understand that we have an eternal purpose that is beyond the earthly pursuit. May God bless his words and hearts through Christ our Lord.